The sponsor for the Shepherd's Crook Podcast for the month of September is Zero Mile Mark. Zero Mile Mark is a veteran-owned company that strives to offer high-quality, active, outdoor sports gear. They are on mission to get people outdoors by offering an array of products like tents, backpacks, hammocks, sleeping bags, lighting, and more. All sales have a 30-day warranty and ship via two-day shipping to 97% of the United States. And get this deal. For a limited time only, listeners can head over to ZeroMileMark.com and take advantage of their free tent promotion. Yes, you heard that right. If you'll get online, add any item into the shopping cart that exceeds $30, a tent will appear automatically for $0. It's a free tent, easy checkout, and fast shipping. And guys, I have this tent. I also have a backpack from there and can testify it's great quality. It's a real deal. And Brian, the owner, is a really cool guy. I want you guys to get some stuff, get some products, get this free tent, and get outdoors. Enjoy your life. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 60. I can't believe it. It is episode 60. We're just plugging along here. And I'm excited today to give you a few updates about the Shepherd's Crook before I get into the content. And I've got four big updates that I think you will hopefully be excited about. Number one, we are now officially a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To do that, I had to bring on some board members, and I am happy to announce three board members, and I've I requested a fourth who's not given me a final answer yet. But Andy Claude is a co-pastor of mine at Christ Church Carbondale. Mark Goldman is a pastor over in Heron, Illinois, at First Baptist Church Heron, and Joey Hawkins is the pastor of First Christian Church in Anna, Illinois. And I'm thrilled that these guys are jumping on board. They're going to be a great help and really just meeting quarterly with me and helping me manage uh, the financial side of things and, and keep an eye on everything to make sure that things are done in the best way possible and making sure the work continues to move forward. So it's thrilling to have those guys on board. So that's the first announcement. If you want to give, want to support, you can do monthly support, one-time gifts, and it is tax-deductible since it is a 501c3 nonprofit. So thank you for considering that. Number two, contributors. In 2020, I'm going to be having three other contributors besides myself who are going to contribute one article a month. And the idea is that we'll have four articles a month or approximately one per week that are going to be coming out on pastoral ministry, life as a man. They're going to be articles built around the five callings of a pastor. So that's new, and I'm excited. I've been doing more audio content of late. I think there's 20, 30 articles, something like that, on the site now. But we're going to be putting more content via articles starting in 2020. So four articles a month per for men. Now, update three is we're starting the Shepherd's Crook for Wives the Shepherd's Crook for Pastor's Wives. My wife Jordan's going to be coming on board doing some more audio stuff, but also contributing articles, and I'm asking two other women to be contributors as well on the site. And so we're going to have articles coming out for ladies, for Pastor's Wives, and I think that's going to be a great thing for a lot of Pastor's Wives just to, to equip them and help them and encourage them. And number four, the Shepherd's Crook Intensive registration is now open for 2020. May 
the 5th to the 7th of 2020 in Eminence, Missouri. We're going to get a group of men together, and we're going to talk about masculinity and the pastorate. The manly pastor is the theme for this year. If you didn't hear about last year's event, you can go online and find the archived podcast where I did an intensive review. And it's just a fantastic time. We're going to be on the river for a couple days. We're going to be tent camping along the river and going down in a canoe and just talking about the scriptures, having a great time, sitting around the fire. It's going to be a lot of fun. The cost is $175. My good buddy Bill Anderson down from Texas was the first to officially register, and I want you to come as well. We've got room for about 50 guys, and I'm hoping to get just as many as possible to come and and float down the river and jump off some cliffs and talk through pastoral ministry with me and other Shepherd's Crook folks. So consider it. Hope you come. Hope to see you. Now today I want to talk about something that's pretty heavy and something that I've actually wept over multiple times, and it's the pastor and suicide. You've probably heard of Jared Wilson's suicide out in California, and I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to lament over that, and then I want to hopefully just share a few things, and I hesitate to do anything more than lament because it's just so hard when you're talking about mental health to get handles on how to discuss it or how to reflect upon it without bringing more harm to those who are dealing with mental health. But I'm going to, hopefully, by the grace of God, share a few things that may bring some help. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I need wisdom and I need sobriety of mind as I talk through suicide and depression and anxiety and just help. I trust that you're going to. For any pastors out there that just feel like they're hanging on by a thread, Lord, I just ask that you would help. I saw a tweet from uh, my friend Daniel Price. He said, if, it's a bruised, if the bruised reed is broken and the smoldering wick is quenched, it's not Jesus. Because Jesus will not break the bruised reed and will not snuff out the smoldering wick. And so Jesus, I pray that you would comfort, draw near to those who are hurting, those in the pastorate that are hurting. I trust that you're going to. In Jesus' name, amen. So you've heard about it. The news came out. It was all over Twitter, all over the media. Jared Wilson, who had started a suicide help and mental health nonprofit called Anthem of Hope, just after tweeting about mental health and how becoming a Christian and following Jesus doesn't eradicate all suicidal thoughts and doesn't heal all mental problems, he took his own life. It was devastating. His wife, Julie, posted about it on Instagram. And I saw it and saw his two boys. I'd never read anything from Jared Wilson except, I think, one blog post a couple years ago. And it crushed me. I mean, I wept for a long time, multiple times. Jared Wilson, like myself, had two young boys, has two young boys. And I saw a video of him playing with his sons just hours before he took his life. And I, it just, I don't know what other way to say it, but it crushed me. And I wept for Julie, his wife, and for his boys. And the thought of them not having their father and her not having her husband. I, it just it was so hard. And there are so many. He's representative of so many pastors who are struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. And he had been struggling with that very publicly for years. And depression and suicidal thoughts are very, very deceptive. And the enemy shoots his darts and the flesh rises up and agrees with the enemy. And mental illness is just one of those things that are so hard to discuss and to understand. And if anything makes us cry out, Maranatha, Jesus, come, come Lord Jesus quickly. It's things like mental health. And it's pervasive. It's everywhere. We need to know the difference between 
sinful depression and anxiety and non-sinful depression and anxiety. I'm going to get to that here in a little bit when I talk about holistic care. But mental illness, it's it's very, very hard to get handles, to understand, to and then to help people who are dealing with it. I worked in the counseling field for just a little over a year, working with people who are dealing with mental health. And it's up close and personal for me because it runs in my family. I've got a family member that's very, very close that I love with all my heart who struggles with mental illness. And it's devastating. It's devastating. And I have wept over mental illness more in the last year and a half than I have over my entire life just because it's been so personal and because it's just so hard to understand. It's not rational, but it's there and it's a reality. And I know a lot of pastors deal with it. And I do want to speak quickly about suicide in the Bible. And to say quickly, I don't mean that it's unimportant. I just want to look at it quickly. And I think many of you have thought through this before. And and I don't want to call your attention to this to say that this is somehow, that suicide is somehow a viable option. I do, But I do want to say in the aftermath of Jared Wilson taking his life, it caused me to reconsider the book of Judges and the story of Samson. And I know this is debated back and forth, but I think based on textual evidence, there is no way to get around it that Samson committed suicide. And why can I say that? And yes, he was a judge. He was a leader of God's people, and the Spirit of God came upon Samson on multiple occasions. And so we, we got to see you know, depression in the pastorate or suicide in the pastorate, and we see a judge of God, a judge of Israel, uh, God's man, whom the Holy Spirit came upon, Samson, who did mighty things for the Lord, and then upon his death, Many of the enemies of the Lord, the Philistines, were killed. But I want you to see the motive of Samson as he is going to his death. Because the motive of Samson was, he was clear-minded. He knew exactly what he was doing. And he wasn't dealing with, and he wasn't dealing with clinical depression. He wasn't dealing with anything like that. He was simply wanting to get revenge. His dying motive, as he died under the rubble and pushed those pillars, his dying motive was revenge. And God gave him strength to get his revenge. God had his purposes to give Samson that strength. But Samson had his purposes to get that strength and request it. And here's what it was. Then Samson called to the Lord and said, O Lord, please remember me and please strengthen me only this once, O God, that I may be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes. His purpose in requesting the strength was not bringing God's justice upon the Philistines. He wanted revenge over his eyes. Vengeance is mine, declares the Lord in Romans chapter 12. Well, in this instance, Samson wanted his own vengeance and asked God to give it to him. And God, since he had his purposes with Samson, used Samson to do this. But that was not Samson's intent. Samson's intent was revenge. It is clear cut. I don't know how you get around it. Samson committed suicide with revenge as his motive. Now, In Hebrews chapter 11, he is in the Hebrews Hall of Faith. And I have to think, there's sobriety of mind with Samson. But I have to think, with Jared Wilson, there was not sobriety of mind. There was the lies from the enemy. And there was his flesh that rose up and agreed with it. And in so many ways, Jared Wilson, although he was responsible for his action, was deceived. And he is with the Lord Jesus, just like Samson is right now. Because Jesus is more powerful than Jared Wilson. And so I grieved, but I hope and pray that Julie, his wife, is not grieving without hope. I hope posts on Instagram are true for her, where she is finding strength and solace and encouragement in the fact that he is with the Lord. Now, I don't think he was clear-minded. I don't think he had sobriety of mind like Samson did when he took his life. But I want to think through a couple things 
uh, with you, and I hesitate, as I stated before, to do anything beyond just lament uh, as I think about it, but I feel compelled to do so. One of the reasons I started The Shepherd's Crook is simply to help pastors with both identity and calling, help those who are struggling with depression, help those who are having marital problems, helping those who need confidential care. That's one of the reasons I wanted to start this thing, is because I love pastors and I want to help. And so I want to make a few suggestions, and please take these in the best sort of way. I'm just simply trying to help. But the reality is, Jared Wilson's not alone. Many pastors are dealing with depression and anxiety. And from what I see online, it's pretty widespread. In our day, it's it's more common to be able to talk about these things publicly than it was in days prior, in eras prior. And so pastors have made known their struggle. And so here are a few things to think about if you are a pastor who deals with depression. And you've probably worked through this. If you've talked to a counselor or or you know, as you and your wife discuss these things. But here are a few things to think about. Number one, plan ahead of time for that depression that is going to come again. Plan ahead of time. And one of the best ways I think that pastors can plan ahead is to have real accountability. We have to have people in the ministry who know us deeply. And not just know us deeply outside of our circles of the local church and pastors in the area. We need local care. We need accountability locally from our elders, and from the friends that we have in the church. We have to be known deeply in our local congregation. And too many pastors are known outside of their congregation, but not known inside of their congregation because other pastors have told them that it's unhealthy. What's really unhealthy is to be in a congregation, but not known by a congregation, is to be serving and leading a congregation, but not be cared for by that congregation. That's awful. And so, Pastor, I want to plead with you to get accountability, real accountability now, to prepare for that time when depression hits. You have people coming around you saying, man, are you okay? Can I help you? Can we go out and do something together? Can we pray together? Can we do whatever we need to do to help? Can I sit with you? So plan ahead of time. Number two, get holistic care. When I say that, I mean you need biblical counseling to navigate the areas that you may be walking in sin with this, because some sin, some depression is sinful depression and some anxiety is sinful anxiety. But then on the other hand, we need holistic care to understand that some depression and anxiety is not sinful and it's clinical and it's something physiological that's going on in the brain and the mind. And so you need good psychiatric care also. You need to get with a mental health professional who can say, okay, I think here's what's going on in the brain. And the best that I can tell, this may be some medication that can help. Or if you'll exercise, your your mental health will do better. But you need to seek holistic care. So both biblical counseling and psychiatric counseling and help to make sure that you're getting mental health care and spiritual care. Okay? Do everything you can. Use every common grace that's around you to be as healthy as you possibly can. Expect God to do what only he can do through both of those means. And so get all the care you can get and lean into the counsel of those that are around you, your elders, your wife, and get the best care that you can. And get the best care that you can. Number three, Jared Wilson has a book called Gospel Wakefulness where he deals with depression. I believe it's chapter eight in that book. And I would encourage you to get that. It's an exposition of Psalm 42 and it's incredibly, incredibly helpful. So if you want a short kind of a quick read that can give you a little bit of handles on what to do when you are feeling downcast, when the soul is in despair. Read that book and then dive into Psalm 42. And number four, if you need confidential care, please call me. 
I, I know it's just so cliche to say reach out to people who are deeply hurting, people who don't have the energy to reach out and who are on the bottom of depression and feel like they can't lift a hand and can't pick up their phone. I'm pleading with you, pleading, please, I want to talk to you. If you need any confidential care, that's what the Shepherd's Crook exists for, is to provide care, coaching, and resources for pastors. And so please, call me. I would love to talk to you, love to pray, love to listen, and then maybe point you in the right direction locally to try to get you some care locally. But if you need that confidential care immediately, please call me. Call a suicide hotline, call a friend, talk to your wife, do whatever. But you are cared for, and you are loved, and you are the Lord's. And so fight, keep that head up and fight, fight, fight. So let's grieve with those who deal with mental health and let's cry out to the Lord, Maranatha, Jesus, please come quickly. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.